0: It's good to be back with you, Uh, grateful that uh, you're with us, and we pray, as always, that this ministry is a blessing to you. I want to tell you, we're starting a new series, and it's going to go up until we get to uh, Lent, which is Ash Wednesday, and uh, we're going to be really handling our mission statement, some of our core values, um, strategies that we use here, like the Big Five, the Hope Arrow, that kind of thing but just really about focusing on you being sent. Uh, we're uh, we're calling it hear, go, and do, meaning we first of all begin by hearing the Word of God, and then we 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 are sent, we go, and we do. And we're into the kingdom, and then we go do the kingdom. So uh, today we're gonna handle our mission statement, Isaiah 61-1, and I'm gonna read it to you. It says, the Spirit of the Lord God is on me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, He sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to deliver or proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. Let's pray together. Father, help me be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit, any word of knowledge you give to me, to speak to a person that's listening or watching. Lord, if you prompt me with it, I wanna be obedient to speak to it. And then Lord, you look at all of us, but today with me, you see me differently. I'm under a greater judgment, a more strict judgment than anybody watching or listening. I know that and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach. Amen. Uh, with this statement, we're gonna to have to give you some background. And uh, last Sunday, as a challenge to begin the year, in the year, begin the year was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 of just trusting the Lord We don't know what's gonna happen in 2022. Uh, We don't know what's coming our way. We obviously wish it's a great year for you, but you just don't know what's gonna happen, take place. Uh, We wanted you to look back on 21 and see where where did I not trust the Lord? And then look in 22 that I'm gonna trust the Lord in whatever comes my way. Uh, So that you'll know of some things about me, I'm a bottom line guy. Uh, and what I mean by that is I, I can go through all the turmoil, and the complexity, and just break it down and try to make it simple. It's part of my prayer before I preach to you. I, I just, I, I want to be simple enough that a child can understand me. Uh, so let me give you an example of that, of what I mean by I'm a bottom line guy. You know, when Jesus was on the cross with the two thieves, uh, they... They, they weren't all with him, and then one of them does. One of them becomes a believer. And uh, he asked the Lord to remember him. And the Lord gave him a, a promise. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. Well, I've studied paradise. Maybe you have too, you know. Is it uh, heaven in its fulfillment? Is it uh, what heaven is at that time when Jesus said that? Meaning that heaven will be fulfilled when he returns. And uh, we're all in glory together. Uh, it. Is it the new heaven and the new earth that John writes about? <clears throat> uh, there's, there's a lot of complexity with that. Here, here's where I get into the bottom line. And the bottom line is, Jesus said to the thief on the cross, today you're going to be with me. That's just how I am, that's the way I look at scripture, that's the way I look at kingdom work, the life of the church, uh, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, uh, being able to respond to him as he leads us. I just get to the bottom line. So when it comes to our mission statement today, I I did exactly the same thing as I gave you an example of Jesus and the thieves on the cross. Uh, Have I studied paradise? I have, but the focus is, he said, you'll be with me. Uh, So the focus on our mission statement is, how did we get this? How did we get here? Uh, Back back in uh, 1994, when I came here to uh, Lawrenceburg area, I was in another church, uh, First Baptist Lawrenceburg, and uh I even then with the uh, pulpit committee I let them know that God was going to use me to start a church. I didn't throw that on First Baptist when we down the road. We didn't start Hope Church out of frustration. <clears throat> we did it because we felt the Lord was leading us. In fact, I was trying to get First Baptist to plant Hope Church uh, and in a sense they did. Uh, but I started from day one, letting the pulpit committee know that I started from, Uh, As soon as my feet hit the ground here, I started doing that. That it it really, for those close to me, it wasn't a secret. So we needed a mission statement when we started our church in 1998. Uh, Number one, that was the thing to do then. Hospitals had mission statements. Companies, businesses had mission statements. Um, Shoe companies had mission statements, like Nike. Just do it. You know the. So mission statements were the big issue. You, you, If you're going to be a kicking church, you had to have a mission statement. So uh, I, I looked at that in uh, this mission statement, Isaiah 61, 1 became ours. But I want to get to the bottom line of this as to why it became ours. So to do that, I'm going to have to take you to Luke chapter 4 and show you why we chose this to be our mission statement. Uh, Luke 4, 16 through 21 says, He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, his hometown. As usual, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood to read. Let me just pause there. They had an order of service and there was a time called the reading. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. So the, the, the scroll of Isaiah was handed to him. and unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it was written. So he didn't just take off reading this. He found this and he read Isaiah 61.1, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and I've already given you that verse. In uh, verse 20, it says, he then rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him. He began by saying to them, today as you listen, this scripture has been fulfilled. Uh, he's basically saying, what I just read to you in Isaiah, I am that guy. That's basically what he's saying. The, the Lord has anointed me. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, the because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, set the captive free. And uh, we believe in this Luke 4 episode in his hometown of Nazareth, in his synagogue, that he chose this. Now the scroll of Isaiah was handed to him, but he found this on his own. He read this and he said, Today as you listen, the scripture has been fulfilled. He goes on to give a little sermon after this. They were amazed at him, you know, at what went on, and then they didn't become so amused by him uh, in this declaration that he is fulfilling Isaiah 61 1, to the point they try to kill him. They try to take him to a cliff and throw him off, but he was able to work through the crowd. <clears throat> so the the he's basically saying what you're what I read to you, it's me. He says it's me. So we believe that if this became his mission statement, bottom line, right? If this became his mission statement and he's the head of the church, then it becomes our mission statement. And so that's why we have that. So I I want you to look at it and break it down for just a moment in Isaiah 61.1. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is on me. His spirit is there because he has anointed me. He has sent him. God has sent him, the word anointed, Means Messiah or Christ, so we can even use Isaiah sixty-one-one to show that Christ is the Messiah, because both of those words mean the Anointed One of God, and He has God's seal of approval to do what He needs to do. So uh, here's what He says: He says, "I've come so that I may uh, I may preach or bring good news." We just sent. We just handled a. Uh, Series called the Gospel of teaching our students uh, and our adults simultaneously uh, of what the gospel is all all the elements of the gospel uh, from uh, the creation of man the fall of man all the way to the return of Christ obviously heavy focus on the cross and the resurrection so we've been able to do that but he says we we bring good news uh, we bring the gospel to the poor 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 in spirit yes. Poor and poverty? Yes, we just bring it to the poor. Next picture, uh, he has sent us to heal the brokenhearted. Uh, you gotta, you gotta want brokenhearted people. Uh, sometimes, if we're not careful, pastors will want a, a a church of people who have already made it. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they're. they're they're not messy, you don't have to deal with them, you really don't have to disciple them, they just get it, and you got a church of the people that get it. Well, really, the mission of Jesus is to go to the people that don't get it. And not only that, they're brokenhearted. People have used them, and people have thrown them away. The world has used them, and the world has thrown them away. In fact, the world will sacrifice them. Uh, I mean just use them up and toss them away to the side and uh, we the part of the commissioning here that Jesus said about himself and the mission statement is we're here we're here to heal brokenhearted people. We love them, we welcome them. We really should have a church made up of brokenhearted people. Like how many of you, I mean e- even right now, this there's you can listen to tons of preachers and tons of preachers that are far better than me. But the point of it is, how much of this ministry helps to heal your broken heart? It's not because I do it, it's because of the message of the gospel and the promise of the gospel of Jesus. He came to heal the brokenhearted people. Uh, So how many of you have had broken hearts and this ministry has helped to swell that heart to the point that it is in rhythm with the one who gave it to you? And that is the person of Jesus. And then it goes on to say in this mission statement that uh, we proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. We deliver a message of freedom. And here's our freedom. It's not just America freedom. It goes way beyond that. Uh, We're just a a free country in all all the lineups of countries. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the freedom in Christ. And what does this freedom do? It's freedom to live with the King, Jesus, ruling over my life. It's freedom to live the kingdom life. For example, the world tells me to get people back, Jesus tells me to forgive them. The world tells me to hoard everything for myself. Jesus tells me to be generous. I just want you to be able to see the picture of that in the flip-flop become the world, <coughs> excuse me, the world and then what Jesus and the kingdom says to each other. Look at Matthew 6, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um, What's righteousness means we're breaking down all the walls that are, that are between us. And all these things will be provided for you. Seek first the kingdom of God. We have the freedom to put the kingdom of God first and foremost ahead of anything else. And he asks us to do that. Listen, the kingdom of God is to be ahead of my wife Julie, my son Andrew, now his wife Maria, and their two girls Charlotte and, and, and uh, Gwen, uh, to be ahead of my daughter Laura. The kingdom of God is to be first and foremost in my life. Nobody and nothing has done more for me than the king and the kingdom, no one. And so it becomes first in my life. Uh, we seek that. I want you to know living the kingdom life is not convenient. It is not accommodating. It will not always match your schedule. And we in America have adapted to a culture that's like, I'll serve the Lord when it's convenient for me. I'll disciple others when it's convenient for me. I'll disciple others when it's accommodating for me. Or I I, 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 I will not adjust my life. I want the kingdom to adjust it. And it doesn't work that way. It's, it becomes first and foremost in our life. So here's the picture. The picture is we, uh, the spirit of the Lord is on him and on us. Uh, the Lord's anointed him and therefore through him anointed us, we bring good news, we heal the brokenhearted, and we provide uh, deliver a message of freedom to those who are held in the bondage of sin. Uh, and here's my point, bottom line, okay? It matches what our, what our, our series is, uh, which is hear, go, and do. When you bring good news to the people, they hear the good news, they hear it. And then we're we're healing and we're delivering and we, we've got that message uh, to be able to distribute and get out to people. It matches our series of hear, go and do. Because hearing is where we all start. Your faith come by hearing, hearing from the word of God. How are you gonna hear if you don't have a preacher, he who has ears to hear, Jesus says, let him hear. Uh, many times the scripture says just listen. Uh, the, the point that is here, the point, in fact, with Jesus being in Luke 4 in the synagogue, he's just like, listen to me, I, I am this guy that I just read to you about in Isaiah 61.1, and they turned on him, they, they wanted to kill him. Uh, so the picture here is, we here's where we all begin, and then the transformation occurs to where we go and we do, uh, and that is even a picture of James 1.22, of be doers of the word of God. Back to the kingdom for a moment, because this is what we live in. I may live in the United States of America, but I, I live in the kingdom of God. If I'm in another country, it's still the kingdom of God. Doesn't matter. And this is a this is what we need to understand. It's First Corinthians 4:20. Say it a lot. Going to say it a lot. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, and we have too much of that. It's but of power. We live in that power in the kingdom of God. And that power is from hearing and going and doing and seeing how he works and what he does. The kingdom of God is beautiful and he calls us to this. Isaiah 61.1 is a picture of the work of the kingdom of God. The spirit of God will empower you. Uh, He will anoint you. Uh, You are to bring good news. You are to help heal the brokenhearted and you are to give and deliver a message of freedom to those who are in bondage so they can live freely in the kingdom of God. Listen, I'm grateful that you're with us today. God bless you in this year. Hang with us in this series. I pray that you enjoy it. And you may want to flip back to the gospel series and just compare some things that we say there uh, when it talks about bringing the good news. You know what we say to each other. I love you in uh, grace and peace. Make sure you live in both of them. God bless you.